Welcome, audience, to another Amuse-Bouche segment sponsored by Nightcaps at the Theater, where we take a look at pop culture, movies, music, film, coronavirus, etc. <laughs> <laughs> and we discuss it live on the air for you. I am sponsored um, by coronavirus. Yeah. I am. I took her down to Chinatown, but not in that way. Jonathan Kwiatkowski. And I'm Matt. No time to die. More like Mo time to die. <laughs> uh, I had already bought tickets. Cabrera. <laughs> And uh, I'm Mark Zebra Jr. And uh, I have the coronavirus, and uh, and it's right here. Uh, uh, it, La like, cerveza más fina. Well, like I told my eighth graders, if you drink a Corona, you do not get the coronavirus. <laughs> and also, oh, no. why are you drinking Corona? You're in eighth grade. No, that's the point. You got to lie to them. Aruba. I'm very true to my kids. Jamaica. Ooh, I think <laughs> I'm dying from Corona. Oh, no. Corona. Uh, <laughs> will we live to see a Muppets Treasure Island episode on this podcast? One may never know. Cabin fever. Oh, Gina, Gina, what's her? I. Oh, uh, big fat baby. That's a, that's a great cameo. I, it's like, I love that cameo. Oh my god. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. That's a good cameo. And speaking of good cameos, why don't we actually get this episode started with us mm. being present at the table? Yeah, with some good cameos. Um, first segment. According to Mark is uh, according to <laughs> yeah. what is it? Shut up, weeb! Shut up, shut weeb. up weeb! Oh, you be you're gonna be telling me to shut up in a second here. Yeah, I bet I will. I got I got you got I got, <laughs> got, got oodles pages somehow. I got I got oodles of anime oh, to talk Lord. about. Um, um, all oh. right, listeners, come back in ten minutes. We'll be right on track. <laughs> two pages, two pages worth. Jesus, help! All me. right, so first one up, the Clone Wars still going strong. Uh, it's uh, the last two ep- two episodes uh, in this continuous uh, four episode arc are a distant echo, and on the wings of Caradax. Uh, so so, <laughs> sure. so what this what's going on here is that a uh, uh, a uh, a clone squad of like like augmented uh, clones who you know are like very distinctive from each other come in here and they're they're kind of like special ops basically if anyone remembers that old game uh, republic commando which is like you know no. it's like a it's like a, it's like a i'm not four, sure that exists oh it does <laughs> uh it's a good game i liked it but uh, it, you know they're they're they each have like their own specialities there's like a sharpshooter there's like a uh, someone who's like tech savvy who is also named as tech <laughs> i just remember battlefront that game is the shit the i love original. battlefront battlefront oh, 2 i played that for like hours and ba- hours not the new battlefronts no. those are garbage no the old ones Absolutely, uh, and yeah, and they find out uh, a clone from uh, some previous seasons who was thought to be long dead is actually alive. Palpatine? No, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was a clone this whole time. Oh yeah. boy, we just didn't Her tell you. Father was a failed clone. <laughs> just so you know, you had to read the novelization to find that out. The movie couldn't tell you. We had to tell you last minute. Well, they only came up with it last minute. Of course. What? <laughs> Who? Hey, put this in your book. But Bob, I said put it in your book. <laughs> 
Uh, Bob Iger recently stepped down as CEO of yeah. Disney. R.I.P. Bob. Uh, still there until next year as a, a, an executive. He's actually on the board, I think, right now. Yeah. Technically. Which Bob. he's actually has more power than CEO. That's how money works. Yeah. Bob um, is dead. Long live Bob. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the animation's not fantastic. I love it. It's just how I, I watched it all those years ago before it was canceled. Um, all those four years ago, rather. Um, and uh, what I really like, just uh, just like to say just one last thing, is that uh, it, uh, the guy, uh, uh, D. Bradley William, no, D. Bradley Baker, who voices all the clones on the show, they, they he just knows how to make them all, like, different from, a, from each other. Aren't they clones? Aren't they supposed to be the same? Well, <laughs> like, here's, no, here's the thing, like... Some are a little more flamboyant than others. Yeah, that's, some have, like, a, an extra chromosome or two. That's the definition of clone. <laughs> well, like, they, they're, like, inspired to have, like, more charisma, like, more kind of, uh, mm. uh, you know, like, like, personality, basically. Like, you see them, like, with, like, different hairstyles or, like... Uh, you know, like different the clones like, have hairstyles. Well, yeah, that like that like one of like some of them will like dye, dye their 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 hair blonde or something like that, that makes them hmm. to make themselves like stick out. They all have different like code names, <laughs> not just like. So you've got like Barbados clone. Oh yeah, <laughs> prom clone. So like there'll there'll be ones called like heavy or like stuff that like like speaks to their personality. Basically, are they just the fat clone? Is heavy <laughs> the fat clone? Uh, no, like he like like he carries like a a a, a big Gatling gun basically. Hmm. I'm yeah. sure skinny is the fat club, <laughs> but like even, even like in vocal patterns too. Like you can actually like like hear it too. Like like some who who are just like new newborn clones, just like on the battlefield, as opposed to ones who are like a little bit more gruff and like more like they've had more battle experience basically. And uh, I like that. I, I and there was a nice interview that he had on fandom.com with uh with um I think Eric Goldman who used to write for IGN. And uh, yeah, and that's uh that's all I'll say about that. La- the last episode in the arc is next week, so. Can't wait for that. Uh, next one up, Mob Psycho 100. Oh yeah, my friends are into this. I've been really wanting to watch this. I've been reading the, hmm. the manga, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, but the thing is, like, it takes forever for uh, for this specific series to, to be translated in English. So I think Volume Four, which I think there's like 12 plus volumes, I think right Jesus. now. Um, so four comes out at the end of this month. But uh, this shows. This series is awesome. This comes from series creator one who created One Punch Man, and uh, unlike One Punch my, Man, where like phone likes One Punch Man, man. Yeah. phones are just buzzing up, right? As put those. We get put those started. Ba- put those back. Call. I did, you're you're just trying to shut me. That up. Old girlfriend, <laughs> she's gonna call now. The debt collectors, why not? Uh, the the sh- the show stars a character named Mob, who, who, who he actually is. Uh, his name's like Kagiyama. Uh, he only he's, he's he's only nicknamed Mob just because he's so dense that like he could just he doesn't stand out in the crowd. He's just like another passerby that people can like kind of you know like he's a Mr. Cellophane. Yeah, yeah. basically, uh, won't even know he's there. No, nope. nobody knows. And uh, yeah, he you know he's he doesn't he has a lack of personality like and um, you know but he's also a psychic and uh, he works with a, a person who's also a con artist mm. named Region who kind of just uses him to like make these exorcisms and you know but the thing is about region is that what makes him so like kind of distinctive is that he kind of in more more or less inspires people including mob even though he's doing kind of a shitty thing at, at the same time and yeah and and it's really just like mobs like kind of like push to the limits when like his emotions get the better of him that he just when it gets to 100 percent then 
he just goes full out. So it's kind of like, you know, it's just kind of like One Punch Man, except like he's not so much like a Mary Sue that uh, like it, it, it takes some time for some build up for him to actually like be uh, uber powerful. So, you know, and I think every episode that like has a certain meaning to it, even those that have like a three or four episode arc that are more action heavy, there's actually something to take away from it, some kind of moral. So and, you know, that's what stuck around with me. So. Yeah, it's it's all on Crunchyroll. I don't know what's gonna happen for a, a third season. Uh, I think season two has been on there for like maybe just over a year or so. So, um, I I'm I'm cool with more uh, Mob One Hundred. Mm. I I'd recommend it. I loved it. Mm. it. It's kind of emotional too. Uh, next one up, you already talked about this, the Nino Cooney movie. Uh. Cute but forgettable. Yes, I that's the best way I can really put this movie. Um, and stupid. <laughs> I, yeah, especially like I love the first ten minutes because it's <laughs> the so their best friend who they actually have to try and save in the Nidukuni world mm-hmm. has uh, is is on the run from like a I guess like a, a runaway stabber you know yeah and then uh, out of everyone who she she calls she calls her disabled friend in <laughs> wheelchair se- instead of the police doesn't make any sense <laughs> get here quick and he's like um it, well it's so <laughs> silly it's so silly but it's like okay whatever like you know this guy's gonna be like the like sympathetic and you have yeah. to you know relate to him in some way and uh you know it's you know it's for kids but uh you know it's not like the worst thing I've I've seen I watched the English dub and it was just like Eh, whatever so mm-hmm. i'd say you know like you don't have to go go out of your way to see it if you if you're a fan of the game and you and you'll probably like the the references to it that are in it you know like cat king is there you got some scottish speaking uh fairies that are there too so they're welsh welsh whatever wait a <laughs> phone <laughs> put that shit on i'm silent i'm trying i don't he, know how to work he doesn't this know thing. how <laughs> uh but yeah you know it was it was just okay i'll just say that uh, next one, Dragon Quest, your story. Oh, well, Dan gave me a whole spiel on this on my other podcast, so I, I can't wait to hear your rebuttal to this. I like this a lot. Oh, I, Dan liked it, too. I, I liked it, like, much more than I thought I was Did you like to. the product placement? <laughs> well, pro- it was the whole game. That's, yeah, that, that's the whole the, movie the, was it, product placement. So, Bet you didn't know that. Really? Uh, For what? The Dragon Quest for Olive Garden oh, and Zillow. Everything. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it was. It was just an ad- adaptation of. Uh, I, I had to look it up. Uh, Dragon Quest Five. Yeah. Um. So I I've I've barely played a Dragon Quest. I've never been like keen to like want to. After after um, the new one's really good. <laughs> after, after 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 watching this, it it may it's kind of sparked more interest for me to actually go out of my way and, and uh, play at least one of these. Because uh, the. Um, the movie opens up with like you as like playing the game. It's got like the little like eight bit structure, yeah. you know, like little text pop up. Right. And kind of nice. Uh, also, I was watching the English dub of this, mm-hmm. and really good. Uh, Yuri Laurenthal, who voices the main hero in this, who is also voices and everything else. Yeah, any any other kind of like anime mm-hmm. uh, or you know, the new Spider Man in the in the video game. That's him. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. I love I love all the English voice acting that's happening here. Um, I have to say, this is one of the best animated films I've ever seen. Uh, it just—I wasn't really sure what to take away from it at first. Or, yeah, like, the animation is really nice. Animation's yeah. flawless, yeah. and uh, you know, like lip syncing is a little bit off, but that's to be expected. It's a Japanese-made uh, mm-hmm. animated film, so that's fine. Uh, the slimes are cute. I love—I uh, love like his little <laughs> slime companion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you think you think it ranks up there with Miyazaki? I I I, I would don't, don't you dare! I want to say so because <laughs> I, it does something. The, the ending is really unique. To it's me. not unique. It's like buy our games. I I, <laughs> listen, I like it. I, I like I like the kind of message that it has, and especially for for gamers like myself, and and <laughs> it makes me really like value storytelling when it comes to games as well. I think it's adorable, and I like. Um, what what it really does, you know, it it came almost unexpected. At the same time, I was sort of expecting it at the same time, but uh, I I really enjoyed it. I I would I would really want to watch it again. Actually, it's mm. I think it's that good. Uh, yeah, it's on Netflix right now. Go check it out. I I loved it. Uh, all right, next one. You and me watch this. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. Meh. Yeah, it's. <laughs> They took out the Minnesota Vikings joke, so that's yeah, all that took mattered out, to me. They took out a bit, and 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 it seems like they added more because the, first of all, the f- the film is uh, longer in in terms of like you know like runtime, mm-hmm. and that's only because uh, they they extended a couple things in terms of like you know like some of the fights between like the clone Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels bland at times. Like well, it, it feels like there's like nothing happening on screen when there is, because they just kind of extend like scenes. To so kind like of, a normal anime. Because uh, <laughs> more so, it depends on what you're watching. I, I would mm-hmm. say, but uh, at times there's like no music, there's no dialogue. It, it, like hmm. some of the facial animations are just kind of like. Oh, oh. like it, it, there's almost like a lack of expression that's happening, especially mm-hmm. when it's like a 3D movie that you're watching too. Which I don't know, you would think otherwise. Uh, one thing I, I was kind of upset about was uh, you said the Viking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when all the Pokemon are being sucked in and being starting to be cloned, mm-hmm. one of my favorite jokes was the uh, there goes Alagazam, but well, they, they got it wrong. But they, I know yeah. exactly, but yeah. they corrected it for this one. But I was just like, ah, oh, I wish they just left it in there as, know, right? as like a joke, you know? know. Wait, but what uh, happened? They, I, you get like the who's that Pokemon silhouette in the background, and in the original movie, they they misnumber. It's supposed to be Scyther. Uh, a Pokemon. It's a Scyther, uh, okay. but they called it Alagazam, and the fans were like, that's not Scyther. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. But funny. apparently, they fixed it. So. Damn. Um, yeah, I wish they hadn't. I, I, it's very nostalgic though I do I do find it kind of cute at times especially like you know there, there's a scene when they first go into Mewtwo's castle and the the, the the camera pans down and you see like wheezing being used as a flotation device I was like oh I like that you know, you know some things like that they they just kind of kept in there intentionally mm-hmm. um, I also wrote down here I love Staryu I just I just I love to hear him just go ha <laughs> Only in the American dub, uh, but uh, you know, it, I, I, little things like that uh, that, that return. Some voice actors do return to um, the uh, the voice actor who voices Meowth and James now used to voice Gary in the original anime before mm-hmm. I think when they went to the Hoenn region. Huh. So uh, and yeah, it's and been ten thousand years, but uh, <laughs> but like he like he voices like that that one Venusaur uh, trainer. He's like, or he's like, go get him, Gyarados! Like, that that's still yeah. him. And I think the same voice actor from you uh, is still there, who's also this Japanese voice actor for Cowboy... Or Spike Spiegel. Mm-hmm. Or, right, Spike Spiegel for... Uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's okay. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it, like, does anything special. It's just there for nostalgic purposes and maybe to sell more games and such like that. So, yeah. You know. mm. And uh, last one... Um, Castlevania season three. Yes, I finished. I only I only watched uh, episode one, and I, I was and I was liking it. Oh, you know, I loved this season. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I I can't wait for to to finish it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I'm curious what you thought of it. Well, but. it's a very slow burn. It's the last two episodes that like 
you're like, what the fuck is going on? And literally some of the characters are like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And I love that Castlevania can get away with that, uh, with these <laughs> curse words that are just out of nowhere. Um, there are lesbian vampires, there's Japanese vampires, there's um, some Cthulhu uh, motifs going on okay. that I really enjoy that I didn't think Castlevania would go there. And there's some, some references tentacles. to other video games uh, that I never thought I would see here, but they are here. <laughs> yeah. And it's very surprising and like well worth what? it. Does a chain chomp show up? No, unfortunately <laughs> not. It's not Bayonetta too, so a chain chomp does not. I show can up. read your memory card. You like <laughs> Castlevania? Oh, oh my goodness, Psychomantis! Oh my god, I remember that? Uh, oh, I, I forgot uh, yeah. to, to to go back to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I, I got I got some uh, some some little oh trinkets boy. for you guys. Look at these! I haven't opened one of these in a year. It's a, or in a years. The evolutions pack Pokemon. Oh, well, that's very so, nice. So, Thank you, Mark. Uh, well, yeah. What's in here is actually. Um, now, for more nostalgic purposes, is like the original printing of the the first cards that came out. So. Wait, did you give Matt the Blastoise and me the Charizard? Well, what do you want? I, I, I want I, the Blastoise. I like Venusaur. I'm not a Charizard right. person. Right, go hey, go, yeah, go watch me. It's going to be like a thousand dollar card. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to open up mine. We're, okay, I guess we're doing this live on air. Hey guys, welcome to my YouTube channel. It's um, been... Oh. What's up guys? Remember to hit the bell. <laughs> Subscribe. Ring them bells, subscribers. Oh, a Magikarp. I have all the originals though. So. How the hell do you open Wait, these? no. You, you have to... Electabuzz, no, Ratatata, Growlithe, a white card. Fairy Energy, Electrode, Charmeleon, Professor Oak, Nidorino, and nothing! No, wow! No, this is what you gotta do. You gotta put three cards from the back to the I know, front. I know. I've watched the Max t- videos. T- t- I know. Oh, oh! What'd you get? I got a Hollow Zapdos! Oh, wow! I got a Hollow Energy, Fairy Energy. Okay, so wait, wow. What is it? Three cards from the back? Yeah. Yeah, three cards from the to back. The front. Oh! I got Energy! <laughs> you got a double colorless! Wow! I got a Charizard Spirit Link. Uh, I don't know what that is. I got a Reverse Drowsy. Wow, I got a, a normal pack. I got a, <laughs> Nothing <laughs> exciting in here. I got a regular Drowsy. Ooh. And I got a Ponyta. Oh. one of my favorites. I got a Porygon, a Poliwhirl. I got a, a Full Heal, a, a Pikachu, a Growlithe, and a Machop. <laughs> oh, and, a, a, and a male Nidoran. I got a holographic fat Pikachu. Oh, no, that's, a, that's good. That's a fat chew. That's oh, actually yeah. probably worth the most of what we pulled. Look at that, yeah. a fat chew. Look at that. And a holographic Blastoise, baby. Oh, oh my gosh. Holy Damn. Holy shit, that's a good one, actually. There you go. Yeah. Well, right. Mark, those cards are yours because I don't collect anymore. But <laughs> exactly. thank you. you it know, was the spirit of opening up the I, pack. I, yeah, I, that I was just, enjoyable. I just started it, but you know what? It's actually a terrible for me. It's I a should, new addiction. I shouldn't do it. All right. But I pulled house. a card that's $40, and I don't know if I could stop now. I told what? you have to stop watching those Max videos on YouTube. I like Max Mofo. Yep. <laughs> Max um, Mofo? Max, yeah, it's a, a YouTuber sensation sweeping the teenage nation. Oh, yeah. Like I Harlick? <laughs> kind of, sort of, like iCarly. Oh, okay, I get it now. Um, continuing the Shut Up Weave, are you done? I'm yeah. done. All right, um, Steven Universe, uh, Future is in the final ten episodes, so only a few more weeks that you have to hear me talk about it. <laughs> but I think it's great. I think this show is great, and I'm sad it's ending so soon in a few weeks, but also happy that they're not milking the golden calf uh, for they, um, exorbitant amounts of money. They might um, put out more. I don't I don't know. I think this is the... It's done, and they're they're kind of cementing it as that as well. They're um, releasing a Steven Universe the movie in theatrical release. You could just see it on a, Cartoon Network every week. But they're releasing <laughs> it as a sing-along event. Yeah. 
Ooh. Great scene. I can't wait to hear song. bad singers sing along to oh, Steven yeah. Universe the movie. I didn't even know there was that much music in it. Yeah. Other than that, I'm just hyped for Promare. I ordered the Blu-ray. It's coming soon, and that's my. Uh, oh, that's coming me. back to theaters too. I know. Man. Yeah. In a complete version. Yeah. Oh, I almost watched that My Hero Academia movie in theaters. I was like, but I was like, no. no. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want the mad experience. Don't you ever? Yeah. <laughs> with the uh, what, what was that movie about the weather? Uh, weathering with you. <laughs> that's it. Don't do and it. A row of weebs in front of me. Yep. Speaking of weebs. Shut up, weeb. <laughs> Matt, you got any? Uh, I don't think I do. Did I already discuss BoJack Horseman's final episodes? I think so. I believe yeah, I did. Last time. You're talking yeah. about how yeah, it made well, you cry. Well, if you didn't watch it, you know, watch it. It's a fantastic show. That's it for me. All right. Bang, bang goes the gavel TV court. I've got two. I got two, too. Uh, I've got two. <laughs> 16. Like one and a half. All right. Um, who wants to go first? Um, I'll go. Mine my, my should be pretty fast. Uh, so I was just watching uh, reruns of uh, uh, The Twilight Zone. Um, solid show. Yeah. It's so much that you can just take away and just add in within like a 22-minute span. Um, yeah, I just love it. I was just watching, going back, seeing some various episodes. And I was like, oh, I, I, I love this. I, I love how just like some can just like end on like just a cryptic note where it's like you just don't know what's gonna happen to these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we gonna S- say? Speaking of my favorite Twilight Zone podcast, there's many. It's the Twilight Pwn, Pwn. Pwn. Yeah. Are very they, intelligent podcast. Are they, are they uh, podcast. bronies? No, because no, ponies. They're, they're actually very intelligent. I love <laughs> okay. listening to their commentary on each and every of the classic Twilight Zone episodes. Nice. Just wanted to plug them because <laughs> I love them so much. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the next one I have here, I am not okay with this. Ah. This th- this is from me. Th- th- you th- looked at me when you said that. <laughs> I am not okay with this. Hashtag me too. <laughs> uh, this comes from uh, the creator of uh, the end of the fucking world. Uh, from, uh, Jonathan nice. uh, Entenwhistle and uh, Charles S. Foreman, and bringing on a uh, new writer, Christy Hall. Uh, this is great. The the best way I can like describe it is just like a, a coming of age uh, uh, teen drama with uh, with uh, <laughs> with superpowers. You know, oh. and and uh, she just slowly kind of. Oh, de- it has. Um, it's that. that Netflix thing. It's yeah, this, Ellis, this, Beverly, so, Sophia uh, Lillis, Sophia Lillis, and uh, Wyatt Olaf. A, 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 a Olaf. And, yeah, it's an Olaf. reunion. <laughs> yeah, it's an Josh Gad. No, and he's also named Stan in the show. So there you go. He just typecast the Stan. It's literally an it reunion. <laughs> uh, they've got great chemistry. The they the do. two the two of these. Uh, they 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 have nice you know like kind of back and forth with each other. Um, and yeah, it's it 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 feels like a, a much a toned down carry in, in a lot of ways, or the modern carry basically, or not the not the they're the, all gonna laugh at you. Not they're the carry, all gonna laugh at not you. Not the carry remake, uh, but uh, it's plug you know. it up, plug it up, plug it up. <laughs> and but, this uh, isn't based on anything. It's it's based off a graphic novel, uh, okay. so, somewhere in the same vein as a uh, the end of the fucking world. So there's a lot of. You know, people being passive aggressive with each other, a lot of just a lot of f bombs being like thrown at each other. But this one's set in America, aside from the other one set in England. So it's like now normal kids talk nowadays. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I like it. I like it quite a bit. I'm looking forward for a season two. It's only seven episodes long. I love all the characters. Uh, most of them are very likable. Um, that you want to latch on to. Uh, I think some some episodes range from like twenty to twenty five minutes long. Uh, yeah, it's an easy watch. It's, it's an easy binge. Just sit down and like have like a couple hours set aside for yourself. And yeah, I dig it. Hopefully, hopefully it does get picked up for a second season. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's my TV. Well, I, I guess I'll go next. All right. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race season twelve is back with a vengeance. Um, in a two part season premiere, they did this during season six as well, where we show half the queens and then half the queens. 
um, in two separate premieres and no one goes home, but they, you know, it's, it, I think it's good marketing there because you get to meet them and get a little more intimate space with them. Um, we meet half and half. The first premiere, very good, exciting episode. Love to this combination of queens. We've got a, we've got a Heidi in Closet is one of their names. We've got um, Jan Sport, who goes by just Jan on the show for copyright reasons. And more. Um, the first episode also stars Young Money. Do we know who that is? Uh, Lil Wayne. Somebody. Nicki Minaj. Is it ah. a guest judge? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Also known as Young Money. Okay. Since when? Since forever, Matt. That's her that's her name? Is that her birth name? Well no, that's what she goes by. <laughs> that's her Christian name? God. Okay, boomers. <laughs> I guess, but um, you listen here. She she was a really effective guest judge and no one goes home and I was like, Oh, this season is set for success. Nothing could possibly go wrong oh. until RuPaul Drag Race controversy struck. Um, one of the queens on the second premiere, uh, Miss Sherry Pie from New York City, has been eliminated before the competition Wait, has sh- even started. Sherry Pie, man? Sherry Pie. <laughs> Sherry Pie. Remember what I said in the chat? One of the queens is named Sherry Pie, and I'm getting flashbacks to yeah. Sherry Pie, man. If only that. we knew. Once again, our podcast predicted, stay away from Cherry Pie. Yeah. But, um, RuPaul she, got flashbacks. She got arrested yeah. for some uh, sexual catfishing, which is never fun. Oh, my. And they have a warning before the episode going, she will be eliminated before the finale. She will not show up at the finale. And this is groundbreaking this has never been done before sexual wow. catfishing i was just doing that the map before i came over well, here i mean probably with consent though right in the wrong direction but eventually i succumbed <laughs> some, sometimes he'll say no yeah <laughs> but uh this was just a, a big thing and it is groundbreaking and uh, so wait, do we see like her getting oh yeah she's on the show? no she's on the show they just have a warning like oh, okay she will not be attending the finale of this and we apologize for this okay but it, it surprised me and the the fan base that they actually took action against this. That you know this uh, bad behavior gets you right off the show, and basically yeah. ruins your career. So I don't well. I don't know how you're gonna bounce back from that. But good luck. That's Bye. good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, also, the guest judges for the second part were none other than Thandi Newton, Thandi Newton, ah. and Robin. Nice. You know, I think she's Swedish. What is she? I, I think so. Probably. Yeah. I'm in the current corner watching you hold her. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe. Uh, call your girlfriend. Some sort oh, of call your girlfriend. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. <laughs> she's very sweet. She was a very sweet host. She's like, she feels like Bjork to me because she's like, this music makes me want to dance. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we get it. You're cute and foreign. So uh, now it's time on Sprockets right? when we dance. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. That's literally Robin, honestly. The SNL skit. Yep. yep. <laughs> and uh, my second thing project runway yeah i know we're talking about we've got one more episode because they know how to milk a finale baby on this show uh we had top six go down to top four which is a solid top four still starring victoria from moldova my (laughs) my front runner even though the internet hates her i love her just for the way she speaks she's like i am in project runway if i win i will be able to retire and go home to moldova once more and she has a very thick accent uh and they pulled some bullshit with this finale part one they go and the eliminated person is You'll find out next time on Project Runway after an hour and a half of watching. That's bullshit. How fucking dare they? And I know for a fact they ain't going to eliminate anyone, but it's a very talented top four. That's all I have to say. And that's my TV. That's all the TV I got. Stay tuned for the live results show. Oh, there's one more. DuckTales is coming back next month, I think. Yeah, it got announced. Nice. Shut up, weeb. Okay. Well, that's my TV. Uh, With Ben Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah. And Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he he does the intro. 
No, uh, he's there as a character too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Who is he? He's um Launchpad McQuack? No. He's uh the other he's one of he's not Glomgold, he's not um the he's one of the assistants of Scrooge, he's in a few episodes. You know, the thing about bringing back uh, the Mighty Ducks. I don't care. The Milo Estevez. Well, did you see that the one lead actor is, like, drug-ridden? and So are, mo- like a, a so are most child actors these days. Except for Macaulay Culkin. Well, well, he's, Macaulay Culkin he's coming also back. Lo- he's coming back, but he also looks rough. Thanks to Lizzo, he's yeah, coming he does. back. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Better Call Saul. Uh, Woo! It's, Still uh, haven't started. I love it. It's so good. Uh, fifth season premiered. I only watched the first two episodes. So far, there were three out. But, uh, you know, it's still really good. One of the best shows on TV. But I feel like some of the writing for these two episodes, just like basically in one or two scenes in each one, uh, the characters don't feel as real as they had been before. Like some of the some of the turns that the, the like the emotional turns that they experience in the episodes are a little too cliched or cartoonish or the way it's written is it feels like a little tropey and i i think better call saw is better than that i think the crew the cast and crew are better than that but it's still a very exciting show you almost kind of saw some of that with breaking bad too i mean when when skylar started like doing her thing you know like that's where it was just like a little bit i'm not sure i believe what's happening here i don't know i could could kind of see that yeah but uh i still i think it was good it was Mm. a little more artsy and weird but i liked it yeah. Her going into that pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I Iconic. was like, yeah, this is great. Oh, uh, Skylar, Sky- yeah. you're getting wet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Skylar, I felt that way before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My husband, too, also posed as a drug dealer, and I also learned that horrible secret and had to hide it from friends and family. Yeah, I'm, look- I'm looking forward to catch up. I can't, I, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. But what about mustard? Mustard? You said you're looking forward to catch up. But a ding, and that's the kind of comedy. Kill me now, virus! (laughs) Corona, take (laughs) Take me now! Take my life, please! Just like (laughs) Kelgon. What else? I got a Brooklyn Nine Nine. I feel like it's always around, you know. But it is still on. I know. That's what I was gonna ask too. I was like, that's still happening. Did they lose like two of their actors? Uh, To what? (laughs) The coronavirus? Yes. I think they've lost one mostly. Chelsea uh, Peretti. I hear she was. She's good. She's a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, nah, I mean, the show still lives on. It's doing pretty well. It's still funny, consistently funny. They're, you know, it's you start to see some, like, season seven problems. <laughs> uh, maybe, like, a little bit filler or... You Losing, know. you know, loose threads we don't really get. We don't know what yeah, we're doing. Kind of. It's yeah. just, you know, you start to see a bit more of the seams of, like, this... Uh, of these people, the cast and crew, kind of hitting the limits. Like, bumping up against the limits of things that they've already done. One of the episodes in this season is kind of a retread of a, a past kind of a, like Olympic game style thing that they do in the office. So it's similar to that. Mm. But uh, it's still consistently funny. It's definitely worth, you know, 20, 25 minutes of your time. It's a good show. Mm. And I watch it every week. That's it for me for TV Court. All right. Nice. Well, ring, ring. The movie phone's ringing. I'll pick it up. Oh, I have no movies. I'll hang it up. <laughs> oh, man. I, I've got three. <laughs> How many of you have, Matt? Sixty. Uh, I would have to count them. It's, oh, it's, no. It's not too many, though. <sighs> this oh. is the part. I mean, anime, I'm always like, we're going to make an hour. We're going to finally do oh, it. Anime no. was my territory. You so. guys might be safe. Letterboxd seems to be down for some reason. <gasps> so I don't. I can't you keep track on. of what I want. You mean you don't write physical notes? No. What a hipster. Oh, Lord. It says the member data could not be found. Please oh, try again my. later. Well, 
So I, I have a lot less than... You can't remember what you saw in theaters, Matt? I'm gonna, it's only been two weeks. I'm going through my... Like, no! <laughs> only like three many. movies came out. <laughs> no, Matt sees everything that comes out every week. Well, no, we, we've stopped going to the theaters for a coronavirus oh my, concern. You really oh. are concerned, aren't yeah. you? Well, You're Matt, not stronger than the virus here in Jersey? That, well, no, I would pass it on to... Uh, family who would immediately die probably because uh, they're very old that audio muffling isn't for shits and giggles oh no it's not that bad but um well, well because theaters are like the worst environment for it so, are they yeah because <laughs> you know, it, it dies in direct sunlight after like an hour or so but in theaters you know well, somebody you know i'm never in an hour of direct sunlight so that doesn't help me at all <laughs> just bring your own popcorn and soda pop right? that's all somebody, and share somebody with sneezes. that person coughing next to you now somebody sneezes like a meter from you Oh man, it's gonna stay but there for like. It's just like a cold. It's like eight year olds old and like babies that are oh, <laughs> doing I, the worst yeah. from this. I, I can't wait till we all just become Japan. We're all just wearing these masks. See, around. I, oh yeah, I don't it's know gonna if happen. Work, but he's gonna that, be. He's gonna I thought be these valuable. were fashion forward, like no, breathalyzer masks. I, I, now I can, I can wear like my, my my bear mask, my cat mask. <laughs> yeah, I wanna I wanna swap these out. I want like face plates for him. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be a hot market. Yep. Oh man, oh, we're all gonna be wearing. These oh, we're all gonna be like looking like Darth Vader pretty soon. Or, uh, or Bane. Or Bane. Oh, <laughs> nobody cared about me until I put on the Corona. <laughs> <laughs> movie phone. That was a weird one. <laughs> this is movie phone, Batman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, you could be good, Mark. Okay, fine. Um, what? <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's you didn't see. see Invisible Man, Matt? No. I oh, missed okay. That. That's I what, the only thing that I wanted to ask. I, I know. I, I really I, wanted to. It was a close one for me. I hear it's good. Uh... I, I rewatched it's more of a rewatch um, of movies but I'll be quick about it uh, Kung Fu Hustle oh I love that movie oh, this, nice. this, oh I love that movie Kung Fu Hustle is just pure comedy and oh, and, and uh, great choreography at the same time that's being used here yeah. with, with with some uh, obviously like added drama as well mm-hmm. uh, this is this is like one of uh, Stephen Chow's uh, movies that's you know it, it's kind of like a like a like kind of a spaghetti like a um, kung fu film, you know that's that's the best way of like it's describing. A, it's it. another genre that exists, the spaghetti kung fu film. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if, it, if there's any other kind of term for it. Hilarious kung fu movie, maybe yeah. I don't know, but yeah. uh, it's it, it's 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 very good. It, it's it's really one of my favorite movies to go back and just rewatch. I just I I was doing some other idle things. I put on Netflix. I watched it so many times that I, I knew exactly what's going to happen without having to read the subtitles. So it's. It it really is just like a, a nice treat to s- just sit down and watch this. You know, it's it it's it's a bit goofy. You know, like people might think like, oh, what is this? But it's like, oh, it's 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 just pure fun. So, um, yeah. Uh, the other one, I I think I watched for the first time, Dirty Harry. Oh, I've seen this. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a movie for the time. You know, it's like nineteen seventies. You know, mm-hmm. like like cop thriller. You know, mm-hmm. like guys randomly killing people associated with the uh, one of the uh, zodiac signs. And uh, I I like how it just kind of like, um, try and uh, like narrows like out like what like what's considered law what lawful or um just, mm-hmm. and so like I mean that that's the whole reason like he has his name Dirty Harry you know like he he goes out he goes above the law mm-hmm. to uh to take action against like uh, the criminally insane or just mass murderers like uh, we see in this movie so I, I liked it I liked it for for the most part you know it's just it's. It's a, it's a it's cool one of those like you know just action cop movies so and I think before I watched this one I I watched uh, the 
the Deadpool, which is like the fourth sequel mm-hmm. of uh, the Dirty Harry saga. So, which had L- Liam Neeson and a very young Jim Carrey uh-huh. in it too. I think it was like late eighties. Recently seen in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the uh, maybe soon to be Academy Award winning and sequel <laughs> already basically confirmed. I can't wait. Woo! Give me more of that. Oh, it, yeah. It's it's just stupid fun. I guess um, I'll be there too. Uh, speaking of stupid, but less fun. Only uh, if we learn about Longclaw. <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. that sequel. Give me the, give me the long. <laughs> oh, the the Longclaw uh, side side film. <laughs> um, and I sneak we, in. We need, we, need a, we need a Longclaw DLC. <laughs> Can I get for a, Sonic yeah. Mania? Yeah, that's right. Don't give me these uh, characters that never made it to the final product Tails of the who? game. <laughs> who, who, the like the armadillo or whatever the other other one was. Remember the DLC that came out for Sonic oh, Mania? Why don't I know his name? It's the two two unfinished characters that they just released. Oh, for I it. like the armadillo. Oh, I don't remember their names. Oh, and here I was as master of Sonic lore, <laughs> and I don't even know. It's Longclaw, baby. <laughs> yeah. And I chug my white claw every time they say Longclaw. But uh, speaking of stupid, uh, Doom Annihilation. Oh Skip yeah! Skip this fucking this is a movie. movie. Nice. Is this based on the video game? Skip this movie. Yeah, it's the sequel to Doom with the no, Rock. No, no, no. It's, it is not a sequel. Why at have all. I never like, heard of this series? This is not a sequel. This this is like a standalone. Who gives a fuck? Like <laughs> straight to DVD movie. What? Mark watched a crap movie. <laughs> I'm so shocked. Yeah. <laughs> this this is awful. <laughs> Characters are just so forgettable. It's so unmemorable. You don't. I don't know any of their names, because um, I didn't care to bother. Like, Girl the, and boy, they try to give reason to care about some of them, but it's like they're killed in an instant, and and it's like in the most like who who cares kind of death. Mm. Uh, I don't know if any of the the villains or like the monsters that you see in this movie are inspired by the game at all. <laughs> um, uh, it it's it's just. It's it's dumb. I I hate it. It makes me angry. And oh. it, it it makes the original Doom movie like look like a masterpiece. And you know what? I kind of like that movie. Oh, no. I, I know it's stupid. It's dumb. But you know what? Like I I I have fun with that one. And I know who those characters are, aside from not knowing anyone who who's in this movie. And and it's it I. Ugh. Terrible! It's it's fucking awful. I don't like it. Don't watch it. Don't watch it at all. Don't don't support a movie like this. Wow, I've never heard such a negative review from you before. It's just yeah. not good. Cats a okay. It's this, just don't take. Don't go see it. It's just pure garbage. It's not worth your time. CGI is terrible. Wow. So yeah, damn. That, that caught you in a mood. That's my hot. That's my hot take. <laughs> don't go on Netflix and watch this. All right, that's it. I'm done. Well, <laughs> no more I movies. No movies. So if Matt can get his, all right, I had actually started working. There so we go. Thank, all right, strap in. Here we go. Between two ferns, the oh. movie. Oh right. yeah, still haven't seen it. I love this movie. <laughs> it's yeah, on my list. I finally got around to it. It was enjoyable. Yeah, it was good. Um, I was maybe a little bit disappointed just because I had slightly high expectations because I love Scott Ackerman, <laughs> but I know that's a bit unrealistic. Uh, it takes a little while to get going, but. Uh, it's it's fun. I, I like all the cameos. They there's some damn good jokes. I think the movie could have been vastly improved by taking a cue from from you know the web series between two ferns. In that throughout the movie, you kind of see Zach Galifianakis uh, just ribbing his guests, mm. and his guests don't really uh, rebuke him. 
the way they do on the on the web series. Well, I think it's just because one, they're pressed for time, and and they only have so many celebrities to bring on as well. Yeah, and I think they just want to progress the movie a little bit further too, because there's a plot to it as well. Yeah, there is a plot. Um, but I I don't I just it it did make Zach feel a bit too mean spirited, which mm. is kind of what you're going for in the movie. But I think it really would have had some more energy if the celebrity guests were. Uh, <laughs> We're kind of, you know, on the same wavelength as him and I'll, dishing it right back at him. I wanted a little bit more Keanu. I wanted him to, like, kind of, like, give a <laughs> Isn't few... is that just everything nowadays? Yeah. A, a few... Just, want a little bit more. A few, another bump of Keanu. I want a few more gut punches <laughs> at Zach from Keanu. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you do more. get some of that in the in the end credits. The end credits is probably, like, the most similar to the web series format mm-hmm. for the interviews and, like, outtakes and stuff. And that's, that's all, like, really fun and mm. uh, delightful to watch. But yeah, even the script that they came up with for the narrative parts, I I didn't uh, hate it. It was it was good. Usually, you know, you have like a really cheesy, just lousy script for to like randomly conjoin uh, these like sketches together. But I, I kind of like the way they did it, and it was you know like most Scott Ackerman things. It's very. Uh, winkingly cheesy as well being chased out of peter dinklage's house might have been one of the highlights of the movie for me <laughs> oh that was good <laughs> one of my ceramic eggs <laughs> uh well next next i got a, a movie that's actually pretty similar and this is impractical jokers the movie oh Why? but this, this is oh, one i watched God. in theater you know this show oh. this show is, is okay I, I, are I, you both such trash they're, they're, I like well, they're, New Jer- they're New Jersey trash, so yeah. we have to represent. Hey, we are Island also trash. New Jersey trash, so I guess yeah. No, I, I like them quite a bit. They they're fun. I like the show. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think they have okay. good. They, they have good chemistry together. They they love messing with each other, ribbing each other all the lot. I'm sure, the, the paycheck helps. Oh yeah, and uh, but this also this actually did a pretty decent job with its kind of plot with its narrative that it tries to do as well. Um. We have like a flashback in the beginning. We meet the impractical jokers when they're in like high school, but you know, the movie takes no, it makes no attempt to like de age them. They're just like 40 year old men pretending they're in high school and like talking to other high schoolers. And they go attend a Paul Abdul concert. This is like the 80s. And um, it's so cheesy, but I love it. He, uh, one of the guys, they only have like three tickets or something. Or no, at the beginning, none of them have tickets. They're, it's like sold out. But then they they have... One of the guys has uh, like security jackets in his car. So they all put one on and they are able to like fake their way in. Pretending they're security into the concert. And then something happens backstage. Like they get found out or something. And Paul Abdul uh, starts like clotheslining them and just <laughs> wrestling them and beats them up. And then they meet, like, 20 years later, uh, the the Jokers. That's kind of, like, where the idea of, like, them messing with people came from or, like, messing with each other with pranks came from. And they take that to its logical conclusion. They uh, are sitting at a diner at one point, and they see Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul recognizes them, and she's like, hey, you guys are the Jokers, right? They, We're the Jokers, baby! <laughs> 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 they're worried that you know she still hates them after all these years but she doesn't even remember anything about that and she gives them three tickets to a show or she gives them tickets to a show and they find out there's only three but there's four of them so they they on their way down to Miami where the show takes place they do like a series of pranks to determine 
that the loser will be the last one left, like without a ticket and will not get to go to the Paul Abdul show. Uh, and so they just, they do pranks and there's some running gags the whole time. It's, it's honestly enjoyable. Some of the pranks they do are like actually laugh out loud funny. It was, it was quite good. Do you have a favorite impractical joker? I don't know hmm. their names, so I can't answer Well, there's, there, there's Brian. Uh, Brian? Brian Quinn. Oh, Q. Q, yeah. <laughs> okay. I only know him as Q. Oh, yeah. I mean, I really like Sal a lot. Sal's really good. And, so he uh, might be my favorite. And Murr. Murr is just fan. He's not a That's name. That's not he's a so, name. He's so Murr weird. Murr isn't a name. Murr is a gift you give to the baby Jesus. Not, <laughs> not a name. Uh, hey, he's a gift to o- theatrical audiences worldwide. Q, Q does a podcast with um, two of Kevin Smith's buddies who've popped up in a lot of his films that run his comic book shop in Red Bank called, oh, uh, nice. called Tell Him Steve Dave. Okay, and, hadn't uh, heard of it. Yeah, it, uh, it's a it's a riot. I was listening to it for for a while. It's oh, part cool. it's part it's part of the the Smodcast family over there. Okay, not yeah. familiar with that. <laughs> if they're on, if they're not on the Nightcaps Network, I don't know it. <laughs> Next we got uh oh, I just lost Letterbox again. Oh, oh no, Lord. Oh, you can't God. dig into oh, the no. of your memory. And no, we got uh, we got Call of the Wild. Oh no! This is Why C- Letterbox? Why? <laughs> Why couldn't you fail a second? Y- you, you know what? Harrison Ford's gonna be just fine from this from this movie's turn. Of course turnout. he fucking oh, is. Yeah. He's got more money from it. I don't know about this dog though. No, the, this <laughs> dog isn't real. It's a CGI dog. <laughs> but it's a real person. It is. It is. Yeah. The, oh. oh, that's awful. No, this it actually wasn't too bad. Oh, shut up! <laughs> Get out! It's, it's 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 an average movie, kind of mediocre. It says the um, one who Buckley was a dog, <laughs> and I was an old man. So we went to the waterfall together to go on adventures uh, in the Arctic. Jack I, London is rolling in his grave right now. I, I heard one commenter reviewer say that they probably could have had a real dog, and that would have done wonders for the budget and everything. But the only thing stopping them from doing that was Harrison Ford probably did not want to be on that set any longer than he did and he did not want to wait for a dog to you know get his takes right oh that's awful I, I assume I, I mean it sounds real I would believe it yeah I would I would believe that too but uh I no this is enjoyable it kind of takes place over like three different periods of this dog's life um and so each vignette of the dog buck of his life is enjoyable it's fine on its own but the story does kind of overall it, it fails to like piece them together into a cohesive satisfying whole and and for me the the whole is less than the sum of its parts i just i, I wish they found a better way to uh i don't know integrate all of it together because he passes through like three or four different owners in the span of this movie and harrison ford who you know is in all the commercials and all the marketing he doesn't really pop in for like in a in a substantial uh, role until like the third act of the movie, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. Does, does the dog die and come back to life uh, every every few years? No, he does not. Sadly, <laughs> a dog's purpose, a dog's love, a dog's all dogs job. Go to heaven. <laughs> all these all jo- better movies. All these Josh Gad dog dying movies dong movies yeah you don't a dog's purpose no, I, apparently no, not i thought this, you said dong movie oh no yeah long duck dong purpose <laughs> uh next week speaking of dong movies <laughs> oh no next we got fantasy island uh, bloom house's fantasy island yeah. oh, they have to put the bloom house over yeah. it this is a dumb uh reimagining reinterpretation i don't the really plane, know why they did the it plane, the plane this is was, in the ocean. no 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 fantasy island is a uh, yeah, dr monroe isn't it 
No, no that's, that's the island of Doctor Monroe. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, John, I get, right. I get this confused sometimes. It's also a book, <laughs> it is a book. if you read. But uh, uh, this was just so incredibly rough. It is so cliched. It's so bad, and they try, they try to make it make sense, and it just ends up being worse and worse. I'm gonna spoil like a Go small ahead. part of it. <laughs> it's Blumhouse, so so the island has like mystical powers that let you like relive a fantasy or live your own fantasy and it like brings it all to life and two chicks at the same time <laughs> that that kind of is one person's fantasy one of our two people's fantasy is uh like an orgy slash just spring break like 24 7 um and a lot of this apparently comes from like like a rock like a big stone at the island's core <laughs> That, like, at the end of it, they have to destroy because I, I don't. But you're living your fantasy. Actually, they don't, they don't destroy the stone. They destroy. The stone <laughs> is in me. Uh, it's just Fifth so. Element. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> so you're introduced to, like, you know, five or six different characters um, making up the main cast and you kind of think you know who the villain is for much of it, but then they do like a complete 180 and you find out that one of the ensemble is the villain, but her motivation just makes no sense at all. And it's, it's crazy. So then they have to kill her by like dumping her into the stones, like the Island's core. It's just so bad. It's terrible. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. (laughs) Uh, Next we got Mulan. Oh, That's already, out? Wow. No, no, Mulan 1998. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, you got press I, tickets. I forgot. Uh, yeah. It's this, like AMC's really pulling through for Matt over here, oh, huh? Yeah, no, I wish. No, this is the Mulan with music. Oh, the bop of a soundtrack that we won't hear. Is this the yeah. first time you watched it? Uh, I guess. Beats of Jade for Beauty. I also watched it once, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> I would Fuck say, I would all. say the one, I would say the one. I time saw I watched Mulan it. in the theaters on a class trip. Wow. I am a Mulan stan. I don't remember. I mean, I remember like the the Burger King toys or McDonald's toys. <laughs> I remember all that. I remember the Szechuan sauce. Honor to us. Honor to us. You know, I have some of those things in my memories, but this is like the first time I seriously watched it, like as a. As a person who has mm-hmm. thoughts, uh, <laughs> and it was great. I I really liked it. It kind of stumbles a bit at the end with like the climax and and uh, but I don't. Everything else is is so enjoyable. Mm. I like the music. I like the animation, uh, and yeah, it's a great story. And I'm also excited for the uh, remake coming out. It's, yeah. it's not really a remake. I, I'm calling it. A movie, a remix, a, a live-action movie that shares the same premise as Mulan, but isn't based on it. You know the the '90s movie. No Eddie Murphy here. No, not at all. We could do with some more Eddie Murphy, in my opinion, especially now with Dolomite. Uh oh, what, what Mulan actually reminded me of Wild Wild West. Yeah. Because uh, the climax of Mulan has like the warriors, the soldiers. Uh, dressing up in drag to distract yeah. the villains, mm-hmm. and uh, like I get that thematically, definitely, but I kind of wasn't feeling that either. I was like, "There's probably a better way to do this than have like four, uh, three men, one girl." Well, yeah, yeah, four people dressed up as women, <laughs> like 
infiltrate kind of a base and I don't just distract no, like soldiers from doing palace, their job. Matt. Surely you know that. Yeah, the Imperial Palace where they where they got the Emperor and things like that. Well, the Emperor will not bow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, great movie. Really liked it. Mm. Next we got oh, and that ends in like all the, the spirits doing like a yeah. a dance routine. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's Celebrate good times. <laughs> Come on. No, the late nineties were weird. Uh next we got Emma. Oh, I wanna say you went with Emma. <laughs> this is uh this is Anya Taylor Joy. Well this I one <laughs> This one was good. It was I good, but it's got a very messy first act. Oh well, yeah, it's um, and it's it, it really doesn't like come into its own until maybe it's too late, until mm-hmm. like maybe at least forty five or an hour in. But once that happens it settles into like a really sweet and charming groove and it's it's got some really good character moments mm-hmm. after that, and I I think it is worth watching for it. I just really wish they like punched up and and tightened up that first half. Or well, it's so. either this or the Goop version. Which one do you want to watch? Yeah. I like the Goop version. I do like the Goop version too. I think it's cute. Yeah. I see it every once in a while. Still haven't watched that Goop show. I need to get on that. I don't know if I should mention. <laughs> I don't it. About that. I I don't know if it's like a bit of a spoiler. But probably that a Jane really Austen matter. novel that you're gonna spoil. Yeah, a little bit. Go I, ahead. I just I love the diss that Emma has in this one mm-hmm. toward uh, uh, you know, the old woman that talks a lot. She's like, uh, they're they're saying like you got to say, what is it? Three boring things, and Emma's <laughs> this old woman is like kind of kicking herself. She's like, oh three boring things that'll be easy for me because she's known as like the person that talks too much she's kind of like me she talks too much and uh, she just bores everyone and then emma in a complete like kind of out of character ish moment because everyone thinks she's you know a great person she's like oh it's never been hard for you to stop at three or (laughs) yeah (laughs) and oh it is just savage and the movie portrays it like very very well Mm -hmm. really makes you it, it it kicks you it's so good. She uses three uh, three cubes of sugar. Is that what that is? Huh? I don't know what that is. I don't know. What you're you know, you put you know you put three things of sugar. Of, what are you talking about? Oh, forget it. <laughs> I don't. I want to go nah, into your mind. It's all right. The, the, the joke failed. It's all right. <laughs> uh, next, next, I watched big big movie here. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, and you see this too. This, you went to the the two bops without me. I know. Uh, and this this was good. It was great. Uh, I don't know if I see all the praise, though. Mm. I want to pull up my review, but okay, it did it. Here it is. Big time sensuality. It's got lovely and intelligent dialogue, beautiful cinematography and lighting, powerfully seductive moments, and phenomenal portrayals of yearning. It's just missing a a bit of a spark. Mm. Uh, this movie is at its best whenever our three leads share a scene together because there are uh, very few characters, very few cast members in this. Most of the time we're just watching like the two main actresses mm-hmm. talking with each other. And it, it it is good. It's maybe not quite as engrossing as I want it to be. But um, a lot of it is masterfully done and I kind of wish they they looked at certain aspects of the movie more all right yeah i kind of wish they focused on those more but mm. yeah it's it's very solid i can't complain with it 
Oh, next one. Last one. <laughs> this is a uh, this is one we watched at home on Netflix. This is a uh, Train to Busan. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is uh this was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's very good. Uh, a lot I agree. Of, yeah, a lot of people know it, and if you don't know it, definitely check it out. Um, it's oh, I did write something for this too. Thank God, I could just refer to my notes. <laughs> uh, pretty intelligent characters make emotional and geographical headway while scrappily and inventively navigating a train through a country full of zombies. But I will say, reining in the the bad guy. It was kind of established a little bit late and it kind of goes a bit too overboard. Mm-hmm. I think reining him in would have helped the movie quite a bit. But it's very good, very solid, and there's apparently a sequel coming this year. Yeah. Called yeah. Peninsula. So we, you know, we'll see. And we'll we got stay that tuned. New platform movie, which is like Vertical tra- uh, Snowpiercer. You got Okja. <laughs> I didn't see the trailer for that, but uh-huh. I saw, yeah, there's some buzz. I saw you posted it. Yeah. There's an Okja sequel? No, I've said if Matt hasn't seen Okja, he can watch Okja. I have not. Yeah. Different director. I know, but same vein, right? No. Is it Korean? Well, it's Korean. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's Bong. (laughs) That's our our boy, Bong Mm Joon-ho. Yeah. But that's it for me. Movie phone, I I ran out of minutes. (laughs) Gotta wait for nights and weekends. Well, who wants to trod the boards with me, eh? I got one thing. I got two. Well, I don't think I got shit. Uncultured swine. <laughs> Matthew Cabrera. I guess I'll go first. Try on the boards. I saw a six on Broadway. Six to um, catch you up with the plot is the retwelling of the wives of King Henry VIII set to Spice Girl style pop music. And it was such a good show. I bought tickets immediately after seeing it for another showing of it. It was that good. Um, I haven't seen anything this fun on Broadway in a long time. <laughs> um, I was seated, as I told Mark, next to an old couple and next to a 14-year-old girl who was a fan of the show, and I've also listened to the soundtrack before. I was aware of it. That's why I bought tickets. And um, the old couple was completely shocked by the things that were going on on stage, and the young people in the audience were living every moment for it. This that is more of a concert. With, yeah. That seems to happen with every show you go to yeah, now. Well, yeah, that's old people in the yeah, theater. I don't think Broadway... Unless it's a, no, because I'm going to go see Company, and then the old people are going to be like, Pile of Pone spilled a drink on me! <laughs> Yay! Ten okay. minute ovation. So Broadway's not just for the experimental youths anymore. No, no. In fact, the opposite. But uh, this is more of a concert than a Broadway show. Uh, there was a lot of cheering. It was very loud. The sound system was fire. I don't know how these six ladies do it. Five day, uh, five times a weekend, and plus more during the week, uh, because they actually do sing a lot. It's an entirely female cast, an entirely female band, and I think it has a very positive message. And it's just a very fun time at the theater. Um, I'm going again. I highly recommend it. Six. Yep. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> I got around to uh, see Fun Home uh-huh. over at Villagers Theater in, uh, Som- in Somerset, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I've, I've gotten to see a production of it. I, I uh, read the graphic novel years ago <laughs> um, through recommendation and then uh, I listened to the soundtrack and I thought it was great. Um, one thing that what that I like about the show is that it doesn't use the uh, graphic novel um, design or the mm-hmm. the art for it. It just it's kind of a little minimalistic uh, uh, in in its own nature. You know, just you just use the set pieces that are that are needed: the piano, the um, you know, um, uh, the coffin. Just uh, just uh, very few things that that are that are necessary to uh, to. Uh, ascertain the plot 
So um, performances all around are great. Even the even the kid actors were, were great. Um, each um, actress that was playing um, I forget her name, um, but our, our our main protagonist, who's also um, the the writer of mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Fun Home, uh, is uh, are all great. Um, it's what I, what I like about it is that lights and sound really like put more emphasis on certain scenes, especially when it comes to uh, the last number. Allison. Allison, that's it. Uh, the so uh, Bruce's last number at the, at the end of the show um, uh, highlights uh, spoilers his his suicide, and it's it's done very well, very shocking to to an audience goer that's not familiar with this mm. uh, productions. And uh, yeah, uh, very good, very good show. I, I love it. And uh, I've worked with this director before, Richard Butler, and he's someone who really knows exactly what he wants especially it doesn't matter where if it's broadway off broadway community theater like he's he's a brilliant man um next one i saw uh the mystery of edwin drew oh, i love one of my favorite musicals i love this musical. i've so, never heard of this so edwin uh, it's a choose your own adventure musical yes oh. choose who's oh, we're not allowed so, to say that so though. this yeah. this comes from the unfinished works of charles dickens after oh. his uh, unfortunate passing so the first act is pretty straightforward but uh it starts off as a british theater company telling you oh this is the show that we're going to pre- present to you today you know and mm-hmm. like that they're all they're they're each playing characters who are playing characters you know there's there's sometimes they have to interrupt the show and sometimes they're just like oh would you take that line again please you know like little <laughs> comical bits like that yeah. um a lot of stand-up performances here uh especially uh who plays uh edwin drude's uh, uh uncle mm-hmm. I, I i forgot the character's name um, they're all stupid uh, Charles Dickens names yeah anyway. <laughs> and uh, so early like midpoint of uh, act two that's when they stop the show it's like okay this, this is, is all that Dickens wrote yeah this is what this is what uh, this is as much there as he wrote after after his passing and off to the races and the races. and so they they let the audience decide okay we're gonna take a ballot for each section we're gonna tally up who mm-hmm. is gonna be the murderer tonight Who's gonna be the lover Right. And, yeah. the, and the lover, um, the detective as mm-hmm. well, um, and yeah, you know, it's uh, it was good. Uh, it, it was <laughs> a lot. There was a lot of effort that went into this production mm-hmm. too. Um, it was a packed house when I saw it. Yeah. It was the last uh, last day of the show on a Sunday. I think it was like two hundred or so people uh, for it, and they were still trying to bring in people too because mm-hmm. they still had tickets to sell as well. Yeah, um, yeah um, fantastic. I love that show. I always wanted to do that show. Yeah. Because you only know as an actor, like the last minute when you're, if you are chosen. Usually it's Rosa Bud mm-hmm. that's chosen as the murderer because that's the most popular choice. But it, it still keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it, uh, it just a lot of time yeah. and effort that goes into like uh, music production, especially having to like be on your toes, like figuring out like when this person is going to yeah. be the murderer, or because mm-hmm. then they have to sing that number too. Yeah. So yeah, very, uh, um, it's great. And uh, this was at Playoffs Twenty Two, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful production. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Any theater, Matt? Uh, all right. <laughs> well, we're literally off to the races after Edwin Drood with our disc jockey segment. Any Ooh. music that we heard this week? Yeah, got some music. I got a lot of music. Um, Ooh, nice. Not me. Not this time. <laughs> I'll yeah. pass. I'll just, I'll just bring up uh, two albums I've been listening to. One is by Grimes, which I mentioned uh, last time, but I actually got go around Grimes. to listen to it. Yeah. yeah, now pregnant with Elon Musk's Like Katy uh, baby. Perry, also pregnant. Oh, yeah. How old is Elon Musk? I'm curious. Uh, he's older he's than in Grimes. his 40s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Maybe, so, maybe well, like 48. I guess people like that, him older. That no, old? No, 43. 
Hold on, let me see. D I N O S A. You are a dinosaur. He is 48. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty You're an old man. Looking at me. What? You need a cat scan. Speaking of Kesha. Kesha. She's coming up. Let's see. So, you know, it's a. A pretty good album for Grimes. I would say very good, but there are some some songs that are definitely like they just feel like filler to me. They're not really memorable. They're not. I don't. I think they're just maybe not that accessible. And so, because this is a more experimental album than her last one, which was a little more poppy. But there are definitely uh, some hits in here, some bops that. Oh man, I think my favorite song right now is a uh, 4 a.m. by Grimes. Mm. That's when she she put on this album, but it's also it was made for Cyberpunk 2077, mm-hmm. the video game. So nice. I'm sure we're gonna hear it a lot more there. Yeah. And um, I think that's my current favorite song. But another one of hers on the same album called Delete Forever is is in contention. It might it might be my favorite song in the next week or two because. Uh, yeah, no, it's just really good. It's it's very different from what Grimes usually does. I think if it came out in the late like '90s or early 2000s, it would have like taken over top 40 radio and it would have been a she'd be a, an international smash. But uh, it's 2020, so that's not happening. But she's good, <laughs> and she has her audience. She has her niche. Um, next we got U.S. Girls. Speaking of niche, she is. Uh, this is a pretty experimental artist who is is getting more pop she she embraced like new disco on the last album for for a few songs and she even had some like g-funk uh nate dog influences on the lead single which was interesting uh this one this album i would say it's 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 a step down for her it's a step back but it's it's interesting there's kind of a loose concept i only listened to it once and not too seriously but there are like three different interludes mm. that involve like polling, like surveying people. I don't mm. know where they got these people from. If these are real reactions or probably not, it's probably scripted, but they're like surveying audiences. Uh, just questions like the worst you've ever felt in your life or um, what, it, what is the most, most hurtful thing that anyone's ever said to you and things like that. And it's, you know, it's just interesting hearing, how common certain responses are and uh how and how i guess just how how different other responses are but there's a lot of commonality between them so it's it's an interesting premise and format um i do i I just kind of wish the songs were more immediate Mm. but uh there are definitely some good ones on there and i'm i'm excited to keep revisiting it and i'm very i'm very happy whenever she puts out a new record and uh, I do wish this one were longer. It felt pretty short as I listened to it. Mm. But U.S. Girls, the album is Heavy Light. Mm. Oh, and Grimes, that album is called uh, Miss Anthropocene, which is kind of a pun <laughs> on uh, the Anthropocene era, which I think is like our current era of civilization and uh, mm-hmm. misanthropy. So mm. uh, it's it's a solid little pun. Mm. Uh, mine, obviously, Lady Gaga put down a new single from her Ooh. album Chromatica. A music video, a single, and she gave us concert dates with one of them being in New Jersey. Hey, look at that. Yeah, concert dates in New Jersey. Where's that, Prudential? No, it's MetLife. MetLife, yeah. Nice. She loves us. Um, And I think it's a bop. A lot of positive reviews for the stupid love. Nice. Um, The music video is very Mad Max inspired, very anime inspired. It's very (laughs) stupid. I think it's cool. It's like like classic Gaga. And this is how she is in her, her shows all the time. She's a big weeb. 
just like the rest of us. And I love that it was something happy, even though it was inspired by something sad. But um, her dating life is going well. She's dating someone new. Wait, what so, happened that was sad? She's dating. No, Brett. well, she's just saying she had like a tough time, oh, okay. especially. And I mean, I love art pop, and all that hate for art pop still lingers. Mm-hmm. And people were saying like, "Ooh, is this a new art pop? Is she gonna flop again?" But after oh, wow. all the success, after the Oscar and everything, I think Mother is back to stay, and I'm nice. very happy. I'm That's very excited. Good. And, oh, that actually. And it's such a quick release window too, so I barely have to wait. It comes out in April. Oh yeah, that's yeah. very good. Yeah. That that does remind me. There was one other. There's an EP that I listened to by. Uh, it's a very poppy EP, but it's very good. Mm. I forget where she's from. She might be French, maybe not. Maybe like Italian or something. French or Italian. But uh, Christine, Christine and the Christine. Queens. Christine, Christine, Christine and the Christian. Queens. You're too wild. <laughs> Christine and the Queens is a very solid oh, EP. I've heard of them, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's too short. I think they guested on RuPaul. Yeah, I, I've been through this already. They they were a guest on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, nice. But yeah, no, this one's very good, and it's getting a lot of positive, a lot of praise. Yep. Uh, next, I went back a few years. 2017, electronic band, very 80s style. Uh, Night Runner, their album Thunderbird, uh, especially the song Magnum Bullets, uh, because it has Dan Avedon from the Graham Grumps, also New Jersey native, who has a very good voice, and the music video just came out, and it's very like '80s nostalgia, fun time. Ninja sex party. Yeah, I I, uh. I love it. I love that '80s vibes, and this album is right up that alley. Uh, I've been listening to the Nina Simone collection as I always have because it's been a rough week, and <laughs> Nina Simone gets me through with Mississippi Goddamn, Strange Fruit, and more. Um, also, to get into the kids, I've been listening to Doja Cat's "Say So." Oh, well, even be careful how you say that. It's, it's Doja? No, getting to the kids. <laughs> well, no, getting into the kids. <laughs> well, um, Doja Cat, who is a TikTok meme yeah. celebrity now with the dance that they created. And yeah. I got into it and the kids were like, no, Mr. Claire. I was like, all right, well, it's over. I kind of liked the song when it was there. I didn't hear it on the radio because I don't drive to school. I walk, so mm-hmm. I never hear the radio. And then finally, I have Jonathan Wilson's alternative country album, Dixie Blur, which just came out yesterday. I think country is very mainstream now, and everyone's doing it. Everyone's getting, it? Everyone's getting a taste of country nowadays. Yeah. Kesha has some on her album. Gaga had an album that was country. Was that what you were playing earlier? It sounded like yeah. a little country. I was that like, was Orville Peck I was playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah. other country celebrity like, that's was, very big. It's like downgrade uh, Father John Misty. Well, I don't... You know I love... <laughs> FJN. Yeah. Waiting for that new album. We got Lil Nas X, too. Yeah. (laughs) We got all this country. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We put that... (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) What were you going to say? Never mind. (laughs) Well, with that bad joke, I'm going to end the episode. Oh, you should have ended with that. Is there anywhere that our audience can find us on social media, gang? Uh, You can find me over at Junior over on Instagram or ManWhoWearsHats over on Twitter. You can follow me, Losing My Mind JK, on Instagram. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski. You can follow me at Drink and Read JK on Twitter. You can follow my other anime podcast where during our season five, we're actually focusing on anime, primarily the works of, uh, right now we're in the Quella Magi Madoka Magica movie session. I was so drunk during the first episode. I apologize. <laughs> I did know those names. I did have cohesive notes and I will uh, apologize and prove it to you on the second episode, but it was effective. Right. I don't know how we got a two and a half hour movie done in 30 minutes, but we did somehow. Yeah, we could learn a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember, a bottle of wine an hour will do you for you. That's. I was literally so depressed. That was probably how much I was drinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and our last member. Oh, that's me. You can find me. but <laughs> Behind pref- the mask. I prefer you don't because either you or I are gonna get this thing and when we do there's not gonna be a no one's gonna pray for us no one's gonna you need to strap in 
You need to load up on ammunition. We're going to, oh, this is going to take us by storm. We're going to need to, uh, oh, we're, oh, I'm, I'm already getting it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and, have a corona. Uh, It'll calm you down. I've spent so long trying to avoid you. <laughs> I wish I could quit you. <laughs> I'm going to take a photo of that. I don't think I could do it any longer. All right, you bunch of movie-loving booze hounds. It's last call. You heard me last call. What do you mean? Who do you think you are? It's me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, your resident nightcaps at the theater co-host, bartender, movie podcast curator, and pretentious cinema snob. Nightcaps at the theater. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you heard of it. Well then, friend, let me top you off. It's thanks to people like you that this little show of ours can make it into the final reel week to week. How else can Mark fund his Funko Pop addiction or Mac create a new internet handle every episode to avoid the FBI? We can't thank you lovelies enough, but why not keep the party going? Do you want to have a conversation on campy cult classics, question foreign flicks, or massacre movie monstrosities? Then look no further. Reach out to us on social media. You can follow our humble little podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Nightcap Cinema. And if you aren't listening to us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, whatever, and rating, reviewing, and for goodness sake, subscribing, well then, we might have to tell Aunt Ida to put some cha-cha heels on to kick your ass. I think I talked your ear off enough, though. But put that wallet away. This last nightcap is on us.